Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, you're listening to the Receipts Podcast. It's a dating podcast with evidence. I am your host, Jenny Gorlick, and I'm here with my wonderful producer, Oh my God, I'm the wonderful producer, um, Andrew McGuire. Uh, I'm here, so I'm so excited to be here. This is oh. so much fun. A little midday twitch, if yes. you will. A breakfast twitch. Breakfast twitch. <laughs> yeah. I, if you're watching us on the West Coast, I hope that you have a scone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my yes. vision. Yeah. Yeah. A scone is the vision, ultimately. A scone is the vision. Maybe a mimosa. Okay. I, what is it? A Thursday? I guess like it's it's Why getting not? you know to the end of the week. It was Thirsty a short week. Yeah. Thirsty breakfast thurs, and we all yeah. know everyone's working from home, so there's actually there's it's no true. reason not to have a mimosa. Well, I for your I, was, I was a little bit crazy at the beginning of quarantine, like just like I I guess I didn't think it would last this long. I don't <laughs> think any of us did, and so I was no, just, none like, of us did. Like drinking just every day because it was like, oh, every day is literally a party, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, when I was in Michigan, I was in a frat house and I was drinking every day because I was in a frat house. But like, so, when did that when did that stop for you? Um, That stopped once I went to Arizona, which was May? Yeah, no, yeah. No, June, it was June. May, June, yeah, that seems right for me as well, where it's like, I like literally don't have the money to afford alcohol every day. Um, but it's like also very not healthy for your body is what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it's bad for you. Mm -hmm. I hear it's yeah. not good. Although yeah. one glass of red wine is chic and also maybe okay for you. I, yes. Yeah. And that's what they say. In early April, I had a half a bottle of tequila that like, I just like have been putting off for like literally two years and I was like, okay, tonight is the night. I need to finish it. I hate tequila. And I did. I felt so disappointed the next morning when I threw up after drinking by myself. The most depressing thing. Yeah. Uh, my life. Yes. That's ultimately not a highlight. Oh, no, no. No. I would I would say not. But <laughs> That's really not. Yeah. I finished. Um, I, I completed the goal that I had set. I'm happy for myself. you for achieving your goals. Yeah, but I would urge you to set other goals. <laughs> um wait you have receipts for this this i this do episode. have receipts for this week okay so this week i launched hot merch for biden which yes. is <laughs> an online store i never intended to be an online retailer but i based on the state of the world i feel like i have truly no choice and joe biden's merch his official stuff is pretty sad so 
I was like, what can I do to make this more relatable and to help people to visibly and vocally come out in support of yeah. Joe and Kamala? Because I need them to win, actually. Yeah. I need I need them to win. So I made this online store that's cute merch for Biden. I'm wearing a shirt right now. Biden Wait, for hot merch for Biden, right? Hot or is it also cute? I mean, it's also cute. It's also cute, but it's hot is the hot is the LLC. Because yeah. I am an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. So hot, it's hot campaign merch LLC. Oh, Whoa. Wow. As you're so, talking about this, I'm like, this is I, I like you're doing this obviously for a great cause and everything, but like literally in an interview setting, I'm just like looking for it like to you, like saying this. It's like so impressive, you know, just like any person you. that will, will interview you in the future. I just want them to ask something <laughs> that would trigger that because like you, whatever the job is, like literally that is insane. I booked it. I got the yeah, job. You booked it. Yes. <laughs> I booked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It is very hard to be an online retailer. It turns out it is difficult to have a drop shipper. The bucket hats are coming in from Latvia. I, you know, th yeah. there are things. But one of the things is I've been promoting it because I've been trying to get the word out. So obviously I posted a bikini picture wearing the bucket hat. Of course. Uh, mm -hmm. Sex sells. So I'm like, I'm going to wear a bikini photo in my hot merch for Biden, bitches for Biden bucket hat. And that triggered... All of these men in my life I have not heard from in ages sending me DMs and texts. They've all come crawling out of the woodwork uh -huh. like little bugs. So I've got um, this guy that I was I, – I was kind of sexting in high school. It was like very PG-13 sexting. It's not right. like – you know, nothing R-rated, but we that were was, definitely like flirty yeah, it was performative and it was flirt texting. I, I said formative, but also probably formative. No, it yeah. was performative. I was performing formative. being cooler than I was to this guy who was on the hockey team. Yes. Also, I had no business yeah. as a drama kid doing yeah. that. Okay. But <laughs> I he messaged me on Instagram. He followed me on Instagram. I'm not following him back. Okay. Power. Uh -huh. And he messaged me. Hey, Jenny, it's been a long time. I hope all is well. Just curious, are you the artist? Really cool idea. BTW, some of the jokes and material I saw of yours was so, so funny. Keep doing you because it's really good. Again, I hope all is well. This that. That's great. It's so sweet, but I just, it's unbelievable, unbelievable to me that this is a, a boy that when I was 17 years old was like, I can't even imagine what the last texts I have with him are. Yeah. Uh, well, I have my texts that automatically delete after I think like six months, which is which really goes against what this uh, podcast stands for. I feel where it's like yeah. I you need those receipts, but those texts do take up a lot of space ultimately. Especially if there's a lot of photos. They do. I, I mean, there was photos, I, I would imagine, <laughs> in your case. There were actually no photos. It was, again, like, so PG-13. Yeah. But I just is like, I have all these texts for him from him where he's like, July 1st, 2011, 11.22 p.m. Hey, yes. July 4th, 2011, 8.16, you home? Me saying, nope. <laughs> uh, July 5th, 2011, so want to hang sometime? Me just ever... not this is us like summer after college oh did you ever do anything with him no we never hooked up wow 
Huh. Wow. So he came back. And then also this guy that I, I got a text from him, he said, hey, how's your pandemic been? Sunday at five o'clock. Yeah. And this is a guy that I, I got the text and I was like, who is this? I have no idea who this is. I don't remember them at all. Cannot recall. Yeah. I go back into our text and he is someone that I matched with on Hinge in 2018 and we never went on a date. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I, there are a few of those where it's just like you, you never actually met, but they're there. No. Yeah. We never actually met. His name uh -huh. is just like a ghost to me in my yeah. text. And like he texted me at – I'm like I'm looking at these older texts and he texted me at like November 4th, 2018 at 12.04 a.m. at the Soho Grand having a drink. Come. Like oh. he's hitting me up at – Midnight. Yes. Midnight four. <laughs> yes. 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 12.04 a.m. At yeah. midnight of four, being like, come hang out with me. And we never ended up winning on a date. Like, I he asked me, and I was like, I can go late. I just don't want to be commuting far. So is that a no? Like, you don't want to meet up tonight? And he's like, I'm heading to drop my stuff stuff up on the Upper West Side. Don't think I'll be able to make it in time. And I said, Yeah, nope. Oh <laughs> That's it. God. We never met up. That's crazy. We never met up. And this guy, I think he follows me on Instagram. And I think my bathing suit selfie was like, not a selfie. My bathing suit photo was like a bat signal. Wait, to on, your, on your social media, though, um, Jeffrey is included. He no? is. He okay. is. I have posted about Jeffrey, but I haven't posted about him since Mm, May, I guess. Yeah. There hasn't been a photo of us together since May because really I haven't been posting very much. Yeah. So, but I'm going to remind everybody that it's our one year anniversary. Of course. This month. Of course. I have to. So I, I, I feel like, yeah, unfortunately that will, every time that you do that, you post a certain person in your life in that regard, you know, they start leaving. Yeah. They're and gone. Mass exodus. It's yeah, really sad. It's like um, when you put out you put out vinegar to like trap them. Yeah. Always. And then I, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That's my bathing suit photo is my vinegar catching all these fruit flies in my life. And then I'm going to dump them once I post my photo, with my cute photo with my boyfriend. Do you have um, the unfollow app so you know exactly who is leaving? Absolutely. I do. And absolutely yes. is ruining my life. It's ruining my life. I've already checked it <laughs> twice today. Uh, no, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. no, but it is like sometimes like they tell you um, that it's, uh, you know, someone unfollowed you, but actually they just deleted their account. Right. You know, I tell you that, which is nice, which is nice, you know, because then when they come back, if they do, then they automatically follow you, follow you again. Right. So and it wasn't about you. Ultimately, it was about their relationship to the app. Exactly. Yes. And maybe they were too obsessed with the content that I was putting out that they were like, <laughs> I need to step back. Yeah. No, it is about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately. Um, so what is your receipt from this? Um, there was a uh, certain um, guy a few months ago that I, I, think I talked about, like I went out with him and I directly came back um, to record with, I forget who it was that day. Uh, it might've been Moses. No. Okay. 
Yeah, um, but uh, came back after meeting him for the second time. I met up with him once in, I guess, like February. He's not very attracted to him. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just like, okay, like, let me just, like, take you out uh, to eat, not to die. But uh, <laughs> we went out to... We went out to drinks in February and I could like sort of like, there was like a show going on at the bar. So like I could like sort of like avoid like talking to him. And then at the end of the night after he's bought me like three drinks, I'm like, okay, I'm going home now. Uh, and then he's been like texting me since then. And then in July we went out for brunch and it was fine. It was a little bit obviously more intimate, just like mm -hmm. sitting across. Uh, oh, he's hours. the guy who was obsessed that your first brunch back yes. with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. It wasn't, like, entirely the truth, but I was just, like, you know, I, I knew that it would, it would sort of have that impact mm -hmm. on him. Um, and it really did, and he mentioned it a number of times since then. Uh, but anyway, he messaged me the other day, and he said, um, he said, uh, let's try to do something soon, maybe something down in Chelsea where I live, because last time I went up to Hell's Kitchen, not that big of a difference, really. But uh, I was like, yeah, okay, like, do you have like a favorite spot around here? And he said, your apartment, ha 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 ha. Okay. And I was just like, I I don't actually think, if you think that this like third get together equals. It, yeah, a, a sexy one. No. And so I just said, I don't think, I have a feeling that we're not looking for the same thing. Um, ultimately, I feel like I'm gaslighting him uh and and he he said no wine or cocktails at your apartment it was just a suggestion dinner drinks outside are fine too and i said i don't think that's what you were getting at and so then he went off <gasps> and he said it's so hard to be mildly flirty with you last time you said it was your first time at a bar or restaurant th that you'd only hung with friends at your at apartments it was a serious suggestion you're a charming guy and fun to hang with. It doesn't matter to me where we meet. He started off very angry, but ended in like a, like, nice. can still come back from yeah. there. Uh, I have left him on red. Read receipts are on. Oh my uh, God. And this, this was yesterday, uh, um, an hour. Yeah, it was uh, 1.45 yesterday PM. Wow. Andrew, ultimately you are hard to be flirty with for this guy. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, it's I. I was like thinking about it, and I was like, actually, I was talking to the person that I'm actually interested in, who's like mm -hmm. perfectly content with me going on um, scam dates, as it were. Mm -hmm. uh, and and he's just like, yeah, like I was like, if if this guy was saying this to me, then like, yeah, I wouldn't obviously like be up in arms or like be like, I don't think we're looking for the same thing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, it might be done with him. That's so silly. I feel like it is probably done. It's done. Right? It's done. Because, like, you can't do just, like, fun, he buys you drink dates anymore. I, I think that, like, after, you've been on, have you been on, like, scam dates before? Where it's, like, just like, yeah. Yeah, I have done that. Where it's just like, well, I know this will be a nice dinner. Right. But I don't think I actually like this person. But then at a certain point, you have to be like, well, I don't like this person. I have to stop. How many, like, dates before it's, like, completely like over for you. I feel guilty after two, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's, I mean, 
he still wants to make it work for with you. I hope now that you've left him on red, he knows. I don't know. His name on Grinder, just for context, um, is Dom Power Daddy. Okay. <laughs> He's making it very clear what his intentions yeah. are. I yeah, I think I understand his goals and priorities based on the name. I mean, he's given yeah. Himself. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah that, um, that, the priorities are very, very evident. Yeah, but I think you do have to ask for what you want and be clear about what you're hoping for, you know? So he is doing that in terms of the way he's branding his grinder. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's like, like I am at the same time just like, like wanting, wanting to uh, go out to eat. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> but also you need to eat. Right. I do need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think you might have to find a new scam date. I will. Okay. I, will. <laughs> I believe in you. I know you're very capable. Thank you so much. <laughs> you more than anyone. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about our guest. Oh my god. Oh this my god. Another person who is uh so capable, but also she's hilarious. She's so funny in the wildest way. She does incredible characters and also stand-up. She's also so warm and lovely. She's just a delight and a wonderful person to know and to follow. So I'm so excited she's here. Everyone, please give it up <laughs> for Nadia Pinder. <laughs> give it up. Yes. Give it up. <laughs> I, I changed my outfit and I'm, I've been doing these white freckles on my face sometimes. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. <laughs> You're so cute. I know. I love this look. I'm just a doe. I'm just a, I'm just a deer and I've lost <laughs> my way. <laughs> Oh my gosh, a deer in the headlights oh of love. Yeah. You are you're giving us Bambi vibes for sure. Uh, you're giving us hot Bambi. Hot Bambi. <laughs> How are you, Nadia? What's going on? Oh wow, I'm so good. I loved hearing both of your receipts. I really loved hearing particularly like this dude, Andrew, this dude just being like, wow, you are so difficult. Like someone being like, I cannot believe first it's coronavirus concerns and now I can't just fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> now I simply cannot sodomize your body. Yes. I, I thought that that was the agreement. Yeah. And we're going from Hell's Kitchen to Chelsea. Like that's a big. <laughs> uh, yeah. What next? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's going to be like, I had to go all the way to Fi Die for this guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Just having a hoot. Uh, it's a delight hearing you both talk. Also, like, Jenny, knowing that you are just like running, just like you, you've always got like a biz or a hustle or just like a job. I've never seen you without something to do and that something is always cool it's always like it's like six somethings though i feel yes absolutely, yeah. absolutely. i like to stay busy yeah. and some might say it's because i'm running from something Ooh. <laughs> oh my god that's good though it's like working in your favor i feel yeah but ultimately i am also i'm very productive so i have for an assignment for my acting class i have to keep track of what i'm doing every hour of the day I don't know what the point is of this. I think they're trying to be like, this is how much time you actually spend on acting. But I look at my sheet and I'm like, I spend my day in Zoom meetings and on phone calls. And I don't know if that's what you want to know, but like, that's where I am, baby. I'm hustling. 
someone someone tweeted a uh, like a uh, instead of good night moon a uh, good night zoom and it was yeah. like <laughs> it just was like wow that that is the world it is just me being like okay i finished my zoom calls for today and now i've got to get ready for them for tomorrow uh, yeah <laughs> uh the dread <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah, the video conferencing dread. And I'm so glad that we could take like a little vacation to Twitch, you know, right. for once. Yeah, for once, we're in StreamYard. Yeah. yeah, for once. And we all have um really sweet plants in our screens yeah. too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, we've all got little planty plants. Oh, and Andrew, you've got a horse, <laughs> a white stallion. A white stallion. My mom told me this past week because uh, she, she, one of her friends painted it. It's the stupidest name. I like never assigned a name to it, and I was like, "Does the horse have a name?" And she's like, "LeBlanc Mar," and Ooh. I'm just like the white horse like literally you could not get more boring but the like, horse is french and the, i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do something for me yeah uh but yeah leblanc mar i was like hoping something like steve or kevin i don't know something you can give it yeah. a pet name yeah you can what do you think it looks like to you i liked kevin cool. yeah Kevin's fine. I, like Kevin's like, I'm not gonna assume he's a magical horse. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just like a horse. Maybe, maybe yeah. he's not fancy. So like Kevin fits him. But yeah. also okay. the idea that he is French is so funny. Um, because <laughs> you know how different languages have different animal sounds? Mm -hmm. Oh like okay. I I'm trying to picture right now what French people say a horse sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you assign like a French accent to nay? To nay, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it like wouldn't like you would yeah. you wouldn't say like any of those sounds in French. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it sounds like maybe like nah. Yeah. Nah. And that's ultimately what what horses sound like in France too. <laughs> wow. They're just it's a it's a little horse throwing a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> um, so Nadia, tell us what is going on in your dating life right now. Um, okay, cool. So I'm dating a dude. His name is also Andrew. Uh oh, wow. his, oh, yes. His uh his Instagram handle is a bong repair. Um <laughs> okay. he, he makes uh skateboard, <laughs> skateboards and surfboards, but he thought it was a funny joke to have it be called bong repair. Um, so he tuned into a live Instagram stream of a show I had for teenagers last night on Aww. comedy for like a class I taught. Um, and he just like, his username was bong repair. So he was just like, <laughs> he's like, hey kids, like that's a great job. And he was like, anyone need their bong repaired? <laughs> yeah. Oh I love his feed. He yeah. does really great work. Yeah, he's a he's a really uh, incredible craftsman. Um, he sounds he, fun. Too. He's fun. He's fun. He's he's handsome and he's fun loving. Um, uh, he's really he's having like a what what I would call his Saturn's return. Um, so oh. he's he's twenty nine or twenty eight. Gorgeous. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's 28. Um, but he's in his Saturn's return and he's like having a bit of a crisis as we are all having a crisis right now. And he's like, well, maybe I should buy a van and live oh. in a van. He's in that phase. Got it. And I was like, no. 
that's, <laughs> that's not a smart fiscal choice. No. Um, well, that just wait until you have your living in a van phase. It's not right. that pretty. Yeah. Overlapping. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. He was like, "What? You're gonna see? Like, we could go camping. Like, every time someone he knows who like, it's always someone in their 30s or 40s, like us, like a surfing friend of his who, mm-hmm. who is like gainfully employed, like a lawyer who had like a midlife crisis and bought himself a houseboat and a van. Oh yeah. Um, he's like, he's got one, and I was like, he has money that he is throwing <laughs> away. Like <laughs> when you when you are a lawyer and you're just like, what? what am I going to do with these thousands of dollars I keep making? Please go, buy, buy yourself a van. Uh, but yeah, Get a van, get a boat. Yeah, get whatever. But the yeah. last thing he texted me was a Craigslist uh, posting for a van. No. It's, it's a cutie. It's a green one. And it oh. has a, a heart-shaped window in the back. That's oh, cute. green hearts, just like this uh, background. That's a feed. But I, think, I think you should go for it just because of that reason alone. Okay. Yeah. If he um if he can pony up uh three thousand dollars to buy a car, he's more than welcome. Uh, that feels low to me. It, it is feels low. like a, a van that a functional van should probably cost more than three thousand, right? Yeah. Yes. This one is it's like Facebook Marketplace, and there's like sorry, I thought I saw a person walking on a roof, but it was a tree branch. Um, <laughs> I was like, get that man away from the edge. Um, <laughs> get down. Um, this podcast really just took a turn you know? yeah this is like the this is what we have we captured their final moments yeah yeah, yeah. Oh i scaled the building and saved them um yeah. ha 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 um I would, I would send it to the news yeah, I would text that to ABC, and then then they'd be like, "Coming from Brooklyn, New York, uh, Nadia Pinder texted us someone about to jump off a roof." It would yeah. be really great publicity for the pod, though. Yeah, really good. it would. It would. Yeah, it'd be better if it was at sunset. You know. Yeah, I mean, beggars I've, can't be choosers. Yeah, right. We'll take whatever we can get at this point. Yeah, I'll take overcast. If yeah. That's what I have to do. So this van, does it drive? Apparently it does. Um, The marketplace seller said, runs great, sounds great. And he's older. Uh, And it said it only has 60,000 miles on it, which is good. That's good. Uh, Typically vans, it's always someone who's like, yeah, this one's got 300,000 miles. Like, it's always like, where have you been driving? Just like from Canada to Key West over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's in like, it seems like it's fine, but I was like, dude, that means you got to put like a couple grand of work into it. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a car that's that cheaper, pro- yeah, it's like, it's because it, you have to get things fixed. Yeah. You got to um, definitely work on something there. Yeah. Vans are. You go. Well, I mean like you can repair bongs. Can you yeah. Repair- <laughs> yeah. Can you repair vans? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can uh, he can repair vans. He can do some stuff. He doesn't know how to build out a car. Um, mm. So it would just be the like, I want to change the flooring of this van from shag uh, to oh. wood. You know, like rip, oh, yeah. rip the carpet out. He can do that. That um, van has carpet. Yeah. A $3,000 van shag. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Full of uh, mites. And allergens aplenty. Yum. <laughs> um, yeah, but just like, you know, being like, dude, don't 
don't do this thing where you're gonna, you know, a, a, a middle-aged dad will be like, I want to get a fixer-upper car yes. or a motorcycle. Motorcycle, 100%. They want to throw their money into a thing that will just have no return. Yeah. Um, project. Yeah. Make them feel young. Yes. Vibrant. Yeah. Learn, learn to knit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's much <laughs> cheaper um, yeah. and will annoy everyone a whole lot less. Um in the process because I don't want to, and I know that he's going to listen to this as well. Um, so Andrew, I love you. I just want to tell you that if you buy this van and then you complain about it, I'm going to say, no, 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 no. I forgot that. I forgot that your boyfriend's name is Andrew for a second. You're taking a break just to be like, check in with me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How are we doing? How is everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Your boyfriend's aesthetic though does match van. It does. it does match van. Like yeah. if you told me he already had a van, I would be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He has a Jeep. Uh, so it's not far okay. off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It matches. Here's the thing. I want him to have a van, uh, but I'm not paying for it. Uh, no. And, and if he can't, if he can't afford it, I'm not gonna, as a friend, I was like, I'm not being like a Debbie Downer, but if my friend was like, I want to buy a $6,000 purse. And I was like, well, hold up, sweetie. We're in a pandemic and everyone's unemployed or underemployed. Maybe you don't buy a purse now. Yeah. Save for it. Save for the purse. Save for the purse, babe. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) I love the purse. The purse is a beautiful purse. I think you would have so much fun with that purse. Uh, (laughs) But maybe now's just not the right fiscal time. and if I don't tell you that I'd be a bad friend. Yeah. You wouldn't be looking out for him. Yeah. I want to be a good friend. I'm just being a good friend. Yeah. How long have you been dating him? Uh, we've been dating for about a year and a half. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you meet? Um, it's funny. We met IRL. Uh, I was working. I know. I <laughs> was working at a coffee shop down the street from his uh, like wood shop where he works. Um, wow. and he, he was just a regular who would come and get coffee. Oh and my he, God. Barista love story. I know. He came in wearing tie dye uh, and overalls. And I was like, where'd you get that tie dye? And he was like, I did it myself. And I was like, that's <gasps> okay. cool. I love tie dye. <laughs> Nadia famously has a tie dye business. Oh, so. really? Yeah. yeah. That's my I love le- that. legit. That's my LLC. That's yeah. <laughs> not even LLC. <laughs> Entrepreneur. Like different designs. Oh my gosh! I used yeah. to work at a uh, rec center where, uh, like, the big like event of the summer was uh, tie dye, and so uh-huh. I love doing all like the rubber band like different designs. They're so much fun. Yeah, it's really it's just like a nice thing where you get a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of things in life where you're like oh, I wonder how this will turn out. (laughs) Um, And then it's always good, usually. It's never so bad. Yeah. You got into tie-dye at the beginning of quarantine, Jenny, right? Yeah. I was also tie-dyeing. It was fun. And it makes you feel feel good. It makes you feel like uh, it's things that you can't control, but still you're going to be happy about how it turns out. Mm -hmm. And I needed some of that in my life. And... I ultimately tie-dyed like three different matching sets and I don't need three different matching sets, but I'm happy. Mm. So yeah. that's the trick. Yeah, that's I, brought, 
I've got a I've got a sweatsuit mm -hmm. uh, in the tub right now, a nice, oh, rain, nice. rainbow tie-dye sweatsuit that someone asked me to make for them. Um, yeah, it's so fun. All of my clothes for a long time were all tie-dye, and then I've chosen to like indulge in solids and not tie-dye. Um, <laughs> Huge change. Sometimes, uh, but then, you know, I'll just leave my house and I'll look out at myself and be like, head to toe tie-dye. That's <laughs> That's the choice we made, and we didn't even know. Uh, but that's what's good. <laughs> but I think tie dye brightens up people's days for sure, dude. It does. There's, I have this rainbow shorter all tie dye that I did for myself, and it the shorter alls have butterflies embroidered on them, oh, um, which is adorable. When I wear it, people are just like. Hey, look at your overalls. Like everyone is so excited to see me in a bright outfit. Yeah. Um, and then it's like impossible to be in a bad mood wearing yes. rainbow tie-dye overalls. It's just like the happiest outfit you could wear. So yeah. Cute. Yeah. It would be it'd be really hard to be a full bummer dressed. Yeah. Like Every time you pee, you have to look at butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> <Rainbow>. <laughs> Oh yeah, wholesome and cute. So cute. So how did Andrew ask you out? Um, I asked him out. <gasps> yes. I know. I we got each other's Instagrams uh the first day when I was like, I like your tie-dye. And then after that, I we, you know, we'd like he'd come to the coffee shop and there was it's a tiny like hole in the wall spot mm -hmm. where like two people can stand in it at a time. And then outside they had like a little um, bistro table with two chairs. Mm -hmm. um, and he'd like come get his coffee, sit at the bistro table and like drink his coffee and like smoke a cigarette. He's mm -hmm. since quit smoking because good of the job. pandemic. I know, very proud of him. Good job. Um, <laughs> good job, buddy. He's going to listen <laughs> to this and be like, why are you talking about me so much? <laughs> um, Sorry, that's the pod. We talked to Sorry, baby. Sorry, baby. I love you. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, he would sit and talk to me for a while. Uh, and he would do that like every day. We'd talk for like 45 minutes every Aww. every time he got a coffee from me. Um, and then one day he came in to get a coffee and it was busy. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't talk to him and I felt bad. And I like DM'd him and was like, oh, I'm sorry I couldn't talk. It was really busy. Like, you know, maybe we should like get a drink sometime. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Because you're not forcing into it by any means. You had a, a real reason to actually like go out. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Me I waited. Too. And I also love getting paid to flirt. Yeah. Part yeah. <laughs> of your paycheck. Hell yeah. Was hey. going towards some cute talking and flirting. Yeah, I got to do whatever the hell I want. And it's funny because when uh, when he first started being my customer, I was reading How to Date Men When You Hate Men. Oh, yeah. Blythe. <laughs> yes. And I was just like sitting at the like at the counter just being like, someone want a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> oh, That's man. so funny. It says it's so big on the cover, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love – I loved because I've been a barista for like – eight years mm -hmm. in New York. Um, so it's just like, I've had enough times being a barista where I've had the opportunity for someone to flirt with me mm -hmm. or want to go out. And I've just been like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I want to read my book. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and then I was just like, this guy. 
<laughs> Who is he in the overalls? Tie dye. Okay. <laughs> I'll date a man. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> Sounds okay. I'll try it one more time and then I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah. So good thing he's been good then. Yeah, he's a good he's a good boy. <laughs> I've never heard of this this book before. What was like the main thing that like you you took away from it? I think the main thing was just uh and I you know, I hate to bring up his name, but um the idea that like Aziz Ansari wrote a he wrote a good book about like understanding romance, you know, and it was like a I so- like that book. Yeah, it's like a sociological take. Um, and there's lots of data and observation and like Blyde's book is, it's far less like data heavy in that way. Um, it's more like anecdotal, but obviously like well thought out and planned. Um, but it was just like, be aware of the things that are at play because you'll fall into these, you'll fall into these patterns where you're like, God, I just can't get over it. Like it, it provided me hope in terms of like, Mm -hmm. I can't get over this thing that's so frustrating about dating men. I can't get over these pitfalls that are so common and so pervasive. Um, but that it's like, well, just if you're aware of them, then you can speak about them. And at the start of your relationship, you can be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Or when something happens, you're not just blaming yourself. You're allowing yourself to like look outward. Um, yeah. Which I think yeah. a lot a lot of the book, at least to me, seemed like Blythe. Uh, understanding that there was a lot of a, a lot of times where she was being really hard on herself or like knowing people that were really hard on themselves and being like, it's my fault. It's my fault I got ghosted. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not your fault that you got ghosted. Um, it's not your fault that that dude was like mean to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That person was mean to you. Um, and here's like the social reasons of like why that person felt convicted enough to be mean to you in these ways. And here's the social reasons as to why you felt not convicted to protect or defend yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah. she has a, she, it feels like really kind of learns to assert herself to like, you can kind of see a journey of life learning to advocate for herself too, like in the essays and the way that it like, all yeah. together. it's very cool. And she's a very funny lady who is yeah. also in the comedy scene and would do PowerPoint comedy, which is something that I fully support as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. PowerPoint comedy folk, I think, like, at the start of quarantine, had just a leg up um, <laughs> on all of us. <laughs> we were all just like, hey, I'm just going to have a microphone and just talk at you on a screen, and that's going to feel good, right? And they were yeah. like, no, have an audio-visual have a visual. element. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is so delightful how you and Andrew connected. Has pandemic and quarantine been helpful, hurtful, like to um, chip? It's been trying. Um I think I think a lot of it like he had to move he's from New Jersey um, mm-hmm. and like not far away, New Jersey, like 45 minutes away from Brooklyn, door to door in New Jersey. Um, so he like moved home uh, with his mom. Uh, his lease was up and was just like, this is easier and cheaper. And I was like, yeah, yeah dude, do it. If I didn't have to be here 
and there were a place I could go that's near the city where I could still see all my friends mm -hmm. and like drive in when I needed to and like work when I needed to, I would do it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just been like, you know, it's hard for everyone, like moving back in with your parents, like yeah. losing that sense of like freedom or independence. And then just like being like, well, where do I go from here? And do I like, do I claw my way back into the city or mm -hmm. do I try and like take this time to reflect and figure out where it is I want to go? Um, and like knowing that that's happening right now and that again in the van situation where I'm like, I just want to be a really good friend to you and be upfront and honest about where I think things are going. I think you shouldn't get a van. Uh, and me being yeah. like, I just want to be upfront and honest. I think you shouldn't do these things. I think you should look into more of these things. But like, I'm, I'm the main person saying that mm -hmm. like his, his other friends and like his old roommates aren't saying, yeah. dude, like, let's like check out where you're at in life. And like, assess. Yeah. like those <laughs> that's hard yeah. to, be, to be the voice of reason all the time. Yeah. It's, and I think, you know, he's, he's made great strides. We've made great strides. Like it's also, it's tough because you want to be sensitive to like where someone's at. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, maybe he needs to lean more on me right now. And that's just like where we're at in this crisis and we're all kind of in survival mode. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine. But they're also like where we've worked a lot on like making sure things feel reciprocal and making mm -hmm. sure that, uh, you know, if he gets to be like upset about something innocuous, I also get to be upset about something innocuous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get to be like, oh, you wanted to buy root beer and not birch beer, like I said, so that's fine. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> I get to, you know, I get to be emotionally driven and he gets to be emotionally driven. Um, but yeah, it, it's been very trying. We, he really wanted me to join him in New Jersey at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and I was like, I will not move in with you and your mom. I, yeah. won't, I won't do it. I won't. And I was having like a really, really crappy, um, housing situation. Like I was, my lease was ending at one apartment. I was unemployed, couldn't pay rent. Like landlord attacked me, had to leave my apartment. Like, oh, no. I'm truly, sorry. Yeah, that sucks. I, you know, I survived and I'm safe and it's totally chill, but, um, thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, was like in a very testy situation. He was like, come, come to New Jersey. Yeah. That's where you'll be safe. And I was like, no, no, I want to stay in New York. And he's like, but if you come to my mom's house, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I just had to be like, I know a million percent uh, that I will be miserable if I'm in guest mode at yeah. the family's house, which also, I feel like you had to deal with too. I did. Yeah, yeah you were I in Michigan, that. right? Yeah, I 100% did that. And I think you're so right, Nadia, that guest mode is really hard. Like mm -hmm. guest, it's so important to me to have my personal space and to feel like I'm comfortable in my home. And if I want to be in a certain room or exist a certain way, I can do that without having to be polite or think about the people who actually own the house's needs and wants mm -hmm. all the time. And like, Jeffrey and I lived together for like four and a half-ish months over pandemic in first his friend's home with his friend's dad. Mm -hmm. And it was like two of his friends, his friend's dad, 
his friend's sister and her boyfriend and us. And it was like really fun, especially for the first month because everyone is an awesome, very cool, very outrageous person. So it was great to hang out with them and it was really nice to have activities. But then at a certain point, I was like, I don't have a space that I feel happy or comfortable in here. Like I have this one. I literally freaked out because I had this one little desk that was the desk that I worked at. And then Jeffrey started to work at that desk. And then I would come down and Jeffrey would be working at the desk. And it felt like that was my one like spot in the house. And I like got so depressed for that week that I was like crying every day. Like couldn't just was so unhappy. And I think really just internally, it was like, I didn't feel like I had a space and then my space was gone. And then it was like so hard for the last month, especially. It was just like, I, I need to leave because I'm feeling so out of sorts and so not myself being a guest in this house right now. So that was really hard. So then we went to Arizona and we stayed there for a month and that was with Jeffrey's actual family. So his parents and his brother and his brother's fiance. And that was actually a delight for me. I had the best time. I love his family. They're so welcoming and sweet. And I really felt like I had ownership of Jeffrey's childhood room. I felt more comfortable (laughs) in there. And like, I also spent a lot of time outside at, they have a pool, which is really nice. Very cool thing about Arizona. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I loved that. And I got a new friend in Jeffrey's brother's fiance, like Arielle and I spent all day together and we had more similar interests than I did with anyone else. And it was a very masculine house that I was staying in, in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So with Ariel, I could like craft and we could hang out and like that was really nice and felt wonderful. And I didn't really feel like a guest in the same way. So, but I a hundred percent agree. Like it's so important to have ownership over where you are like, and not liking your environment can be so oppressive to like your happiness. It's just so hard. Yeah. It's wild. I don't know. You, I like to think that I'm pretty adaptable Mm -hmm. and that I'm a people person. And I think Jenny, I think you are absolutely as well, like Mm -hmm. charismatic and charming enough to like get along with people. But at some point you have to, I have to be allowed to just like turn that off. off. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, we, we just spent a lot of days together. We went down to the March on Washington. Oh yeah. Um, and then stay, I'm from DC. So we stayed like in my parents' basement wore masks, only ate meals outside with my family. Um, didn't get to hug my family. Oh, uh, oh it's so, so hard. I just saw my dad, he came in, but, and we hung out outside and we didn't get to hug either. And I haven't, yeah. hugged my, I haven't hugged my dad in like five months. It's so sad. It's sad. Uh, I just, you know, for, for all of our listenership, um, mm-hmm. Highly don't recommend uh, subjecting yourself to just like a casual visit without preparing yourself for the sadness of not being able to embrace your loved ones. Yeah. Um, and just uh, I won't go into it, but the thought of all of us trying to travel for the holidays sounds dreadful. Really bad. Um, and I can't imagine this. I, I just I don't know how to wrap my head around the sadness of us all trying to trying to do our best at Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and then just like not being able to embrace or having to be like, 
no, auntie, I can't touch you. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I'm sorry. No, we're not yet. Oh, yeah. Not I'm not. Like mm -hmm. doing that at Christmas sounds uh, God awful. And at Thanksgiving, uh, traveling when everyone else is traveling sounds so bad. Um, so yeah. Just, just thought about that reality yesterday. Can't even imagine dealing with it. But yeah, um, not looking forward to what is going to happen. Yeah. In November. It's, it's all going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> I can learn how to cook a turkey in my little baby oven here. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then eat it by myself. But yeah, it's just like, it, it was really sad. We went there and then we um, quarantined at my apartment. And then um, my roommate, also traveled and saw her family, but she had to go through an airport. Like we drove to DC. So then we waited till we got our COVID Ooh. mail, Ooh. a package, uh, <laughs> mail time, mail time. Uh, <laughs> uh, blues clues. What a treat. Um, oh, but, remember uh, when they were looking for a new host? Yeah. Uh, uh, what a, wouldn't that be fun if uh, one of us was the new host. Like, <laughs> I, know, I, I feel like it's a cursed acting job. It's cursed. It is. It absolutely is. It's There's... absolutely cursed, but also the money. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> what I, the curses I would risk. <laughs> Maybe I want the curse. <laughs> Maybe I just want to be known for something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, got our COVID negative results, left my apartment, let my roommate quarantine at my apartment, and then uh, waited till she got her negative so I could come back to my apartment. Okay. Um, and he was just like, yeah, you know, we spent a lot of days together. I think that's the most like consecutive days we've spent, like, and specifically had to be like cooped up together. Mm -hmm. um, couldn't like be apart a lot during the day. Um, and then I got back to my apartment and I was like, okay, I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, uh, like, do you want it? And I was like, nope, I want to go sleep in a bed by myself. I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm excited to be alone. Oh, I was just like, that was only like two weeks. Uh, yeah. And it was yeah. two weeks of just the two of us. Um, and then also like two weeks of us bopping from like me and my family to me and my apartment to him and his mm -hmm. family. Uh, so it was like a lot of different versions of ourselves colliding. Yes. Um, and that's uh, just enough emotionally, mentally draining nonsense to be like, done uh but i had like a full day to myself yesterday and i ate ice cream yes uh, and made myself like a nice dinner uh, mm -hmm. and he was like you sound rejuvenated and i was like yeah i had time alone yeah it's so important i think it's actually really smart that you didn't end up moving in together yeah. i think that it's important to have some like personal space and boundaries especially like especially right now when no one is working outside of the home especially yeah. right now and like it feels like I've been thinking about this a lot, um, but it feels like this is a really good time to reflect, like have your relationships. They're so important. It's so lovely to have people to lean on and like for comfort right now, but also it's a good time for like personal and self-reflection and especially like there's plenty of time later on to move in, mm -hmm. especially when like everyone will have outside lives that they can lead outside yeah. of the apartment that'll be the better time to do that I think. yes yeah when it's um when it's a choice when it feels like yeah. I have a choice um and also just like if I have no if I'm having a difficulty learning about myself in a pandemic 
Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to reintroduce myself to me and the things that I need and want um, and the things that I can control because so many things feel out of my control. Um, then just like the idea of personal space mm-hmm. and that, that being something that I can depend on is paramount to not to not have that while every other part of my identity like oh you know I can I can do stand up comedy on Zoom but oh, it yeah. doesn't, what is that doesn't, what is that doesn't feel good so that like no. that identity and that skill set and that way I interact with the world is gone in the way that I know it and I don't mm-hmm. know when it will ever return and then also like me being a very social person and like loving interacting with people interactions aren't casual and like uplifting now in the way they used to be. And I don't Mm -hmm. know when that will return. So it's like all of these things about myself and my identity, like my business has also changed. I had so many gigs that just like Mm -hmm. disappeared Um, and that can't come back because you can't, I can't teach a workshop for tie dyeing where we're all like right separate using our hands uh virtually that's not yeah in screens and you're like uh change your rubber bands i can't see them yeah Yeah. (laughs) sending them this shipping them the supplies yeah (laughs) none of it feels none of it feels good so it's like all of these things about my identity and everyone's identities are just like in flux right now um and if the only thing i can depend on is like space to myself um while i grieve that those losses and try and Mm -hmm. rebuild for another than like trying to trying to introduce myself to a new self that is like the moving in with someone else self is like too much to too much does not compute (laughs) yeah Mm, yeah that's a lot (laughs) wait mm, wait wait wait. too much right now (laughs) and how fun will it be to be like oh yeah I'm making that decision now to move in and we're excited about it and we're thrilled to like look for the apartment we're thrilled to decorate like all of that sounds so great yeah we're really excited to buy our first van together and live in it yeah (laughs) can't wait for that day for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ricked out van in the future yeah it'll be covered in tie-dye that'll be fun oh, cute. Yeah, so cute. Kind, yeah. of, kind of a mystery van a little bit like scooby-doo yeah i would love i would love that as like a secondary vehicle and not mm-hmm. my primary <laughs> residence <laughs> yes but oh you're in home i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah i would i would love to have like my clueless white Jeep Wrangler uh, mm-hmm. to like get around town. And then when I want to be the person that's in a van, then I get to choose that. Yeah. <laughs> I get to put that hat on and then I take it off promptly. Yeah. <laughs> and don't live in it all day. Um, <laughs> so Nadia, did you, you brought us some receipts. Yes. Yes, I do. I have Are you feeling ready for receipt? Okay. All right. So we got, we got some receipts in here. Uh, I'll give you in the interest of, in the interest of like going to something lighter as a little, a little break from that talk about, uh, losing versions of myself and grieving Mm -hmm. the losses of, uh, pandemic. Oh my Um, God. That was, that was so light and fun. That was a little, it was a macaroon. Okay, great. That's perfect. <laughs> a little That's macaron perfect. for your French horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, he love loves that. macaron. Uh, <laughs> he, he goes, no, no, no. 
Um, word. Okay, I'll go. I'll go to the heavier, and we'll end on the light. And it's. <laughs> I, I won't. In the interest of time, and also for myself, I won't go into too many details. Okay. Um, but my brother. I'm the youngest of three. We're all five years apart. Um, both my oh. siblings. Yeah, I was an actor. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, I was a you know. I was a whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were right on time after yeah. five years. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm the only one who's like uh, a performer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also the most special whoops. Yes, <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> I was featured on local news for my tie-dye business and my <laughs> performance, so yes. they weren't. <laughs> they have desk jobs, uh, which is fun because they're both still employed. But yeah. okay, um, good for them, sure. Good for them. That's a you know, well, that's a W. They can claim it. Um, mm -hmm. But my brother, um, my brother is many a wonderful thing, but he's also just like when he was younger, we used to say, "Oh, that boy's going to be a lawyer because he loves to argue." Okay. Um, so that's the, that's, the where, that's where we're starting. Um, mm -hmm. and he's, he's a little snarky. He likes to argue for the, for the sake of arguing. Yeah. Not, not quite devil's advocate, but like just to be like, Oh, I get to argue something that looks like fun. Like he, he really delights in it. A hundred percent. And for that, I wish he was a lawyer, but, uh, he changed from pre-law to an English major, uh, because he was a college dumb dumb we're, we're right. all dumb uh, so he's not a lawyer but he loves poetry um okay. and that's fine that's fine for him i'm not knocking that um but he was i group texted my family about some social justice things um, mm -hmm. and i didn't get a response and then i followed up with them and then i still didn't get a response and then I mentioned that uh, Dolly Parton said, uh, of course, Black Lives Matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? And then in <laughs> the like, <laughs> I know, Dolly. That's so funny. I, and perfect, it, perfectly said, Dolly. I, yeah, just if only she had said that so long ago, yeah. um, that might have been a helpful catalyst months ago. But alas, she did it. And I have to say thanks. Um, but yeah, my whole family in this like family group text, uh, no one responded to any of these things. And then like I mentioned Dolly Parton and then my brother responded. Okay. Um, but didn't acknowledge the other things I had said, which I thought were like more important, mm -hmm. um, or at least more deserving of a response than mm -hmm. Dolly's soundbite. Um, and then I'm posted, uh, this is me being Peggy, I posted on my Instagram story a selfie that was like, LOL, my family like wouldn't respond about the social justice issue, but they had time to pipe up about Dolly Parton. Okay. Uh, my brother sees the post, immediately DMs me, and then says, and I quote, is this the kind of bullshit you're on now? Oh. And I was like, okay, guns blazing. Okay. Um, uh, and, hot. I mean... <laughs> a different person would hide the story potentially from their family members. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of like, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a 25, 30 list of uh, accounts that you just don't see anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm at 50 now. Okay, um, cool. But... And he's on that list as well. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry to bury um, the lead, but yeah. No, 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 no. But um, it's, uh, he wasn't on it before. I was just like letting, you know, I have like, I have uh, like high school teachers and like aunts and uncles that like, I don't need them seeing the weird 
selfies of me with my tits out talking yeah. about comedy shows. Um, so I, I love that. You know, and me I love Nadia. Me and I too. love I love having them, but it's like a tit selfie about comedy. Yeah, you don't. Know, <laughs> I'll put a little like thing over my nipple and be like, "The show's at eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I think that's funny, but I don't really need to have that conversation, nor do I need uh, them to call my mom and be like, did you see what she posted? Yes. But my mom my mom can see, and she sees all the things, and she's like, she's going to do what she's going to do, you know? Yeah. I'm not, like, hiding from my immediate family. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe he'll see it, but I assumed he wouldn't respond because that was the behavior. Um, That was the behavior I was calling out. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he responded and I was like, I said, okay, but am I lying? Mm -hmm. Um, And then he said, yes. (gasps) And I said, did you post an answer about my first question? Because from what I can see, there's no answer. Mm -hmm. Allowing, allowing him to be like, no, I sent a response and it didn't load or blah, blah, you know, allowing that. I wasn't like, you're so full of shit. I was like, well, did, am I lying? Did I do this thing? Cause I, I didn't see a response. Right. Um, and he was like, no need to engage on this topic. You're being disingenuous and disrespectful. I just want you to know that that ain't right for you, but that's your choice. You're grown. What? I know. Dude. Um, yeah. And this is after we've had like several arguments, like over social media this summer. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him like arguing with like friends of mine and like other like relatives um, of ours. And I've just been like noticing a pattern and we've talked about this. Like, uh, you know, if he listens to this, I'll be like, yeah, I talked to you about this. This Mm -hmm. isn't a secret. Um, I'm not saying anything differently than I would have on the phone with him. Um, But I was like, well, would love to talk to you on the phone sometime. And I've this, I've tried to talk to him on the phone several times to be like, Hey, you've said some things that like in terms of, like social justice things, mm-hmm. things that he's posted, I've been like unsettled by and have been like, I want to talk to you about that thing. It seems misogynistic. I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about that thing. It seems uh, ill-informed. Um, and he like, you know, doesn't have time. He's a toddler. He's allowed to not have time. Yeah. Um, but I was like, would love to talk to you on the phone sometime about these Insta DM combos we've had and FB combos I've seen you have recently. Honestly, I feel disrespected by you and I'm not the only person you feel really aggro over this platform. And it honestly worries me. Would love to have a mature exchange of opinions like adults if you're calm and interested. Okay. Love that, Nadia. Yeah. Beautifully written. Thank you. Yes. I I mean, I know exactly. I've been in a very, very similar situation as as you have been this past summer. And it's like, yeah, you can write like something so like articulate and it's like, you cannot find fault. And it's like, it's, it's never met. I hope not the case for you, um, but it's it, it hasn't been met with the response that I, I guess, would like. Yeah, it's not going to be met. He's stubborn. We're all stubborn. Uh, my family is West Indian and Southern, so it's just like <laughs> no one's gonna give. But I'm the thing that's driven me crazy in this exchange is that I've I've been rereading my responses. I've been reading the receipts. Yeah. Over and over again, being like, "Am I being insensitive? Am I being? Am I lashing out?" And then being like, "No, I'm actually being really reasonable and like calm, all things considered." Mm-hmm. And then here's the last thing he said that I didn't respond to. Um, he said, "So with a lot of O's, you'd like to disrespect the people who support you publicly, then ask to have a quote unquote mature conversation. At what point in your life have you been mature?" 
Oh my God. Um, okay. And then I was asking for receipts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, the people who publicly support me, what the <laughs> bitch, have you yeah. been to a have you been to a comedy show? Mm-hmm. Are you are you sending me money? Are you my promoter? Are you my mm-hmm. manager? Am I beholden to you? Do you think mentioning to your friends that your younger sister does comedy means that you are publicly supporting me in a way that I need to be gracious and thankful for or a way that is of note? Mm-hmm. And then to end that with when in your life have you ever mm-hmm. been mature? mature. It's like, okay. that what an, what an immature thing to say. And one of the things we'd argued about before is like he gets really he gets really like mean and like attacks me in these conversations where I'll be like, I'm unsettled by your view on this. And he's like, you're a little baby. And I'm like, why are you being mean to me? I'm trying to have a conversation. And he's like, you're a little baby, 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 baby. Yes. Um, and yeah. then I, I just, like, he, he gets really gaslighting and I'll be like, Brian, you're being mean. And he's like, you're just being too sensitive. And I'll be like, he, he'll like get under my skin and then I'll be like, you're being mean, stop being an asshole. And he's like, oh, so yeah, now you're being emotional and mean and you're calling me names. Like he'll he'll do that. He'll, he'll push me to elicit a reaction because mm-hmm. he likes arguing. And I know that about him. And I know that if he listens to this, he'll be like, she's putting me on blast. And I'll be like, no, I've- uh, mm-hmm. You're just I'm, reading the receipts. I'm just, I'm just yeah. reading the receipts and I, you know, I love him. I think he's a really problematic person. And I think he- genuinely I think he is really stressed out and like maybe needs therapy or like just like, everyone does I would love to start therapy I'm not, you know <laughs> oh um I think that'd be I, so great <laughs> oh yeah I know a lot of actual I know a lot of resources we can talk about after great. if you want Perfect. I love obsessed with therapy obsessed yeah I think it would be super great and me like, me wanting him to be in therapy or to like talk about these things I think I think there's a lot of anger behind his words and I I don't read that same anger behind my words. No. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, Brian, I think you should be in some therapy. Like you sound really angry. Maybe you want to talk about that with someone. Maybe you need to like smoke a bowl, go on vacation. And I've like mm-hmm. said that to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not me being like, you need to go talk to someone because you have issues. I need to work that out with therapy. It's like, bitch, I want to be in therapy. I think therapy is a good thing. That's not a I'm not wishing something bad upon you. Um, no. Yeah. You're just acknowledging, honestly, how he's been reacting and behaving to yeah. your very reasonable, like, very reasonable outline of what is going on and how you feel about it. Yeah. And yeah. he's seeing that as an attack, which is just like, it's not fair to, like, flip that on you. Yeah. But- I'm not sure if you mentioned this earlier, but are you able to connect with your other uh, sibling or other family members about this, you know, this common person in your life? I have. Um, I reached out to my parents because I was like, okay, well, let's see if they have a perspective because I know that I know that he's talked to them mm-hmm. um, before I would have had the chance to talk to them because um, they live, they all live closer together and mm-hmm. they you know my brother has my mom's grandson it's her first grandson so they're like yeah. they see each other all the time um but I was like did you guys see the thing I posted are you guys offended my mom was like well you know we just kind of felt and I was like I can hear my brother's voice in her voice right now but she was like mm-hmm. we just kind of felt like you put our family on blast and like said that we weren't like that we didn't care about social justice issues and I was like that's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. I 
I said they didn't have the time to respond to this social justice thing, but they had time to respond to Dolly Parton. Um, and I was mm -hmm. like, this is all just a big expression of transparency of like, I might be, I might seem to you like um, an activist or someone who's really vocal and who like has it all going perfectly, but I'd like to be transparent that I'm also having difficult dialogues with my family and I'm actively doing that because I think it is necessary and that's that's the work I think we should all be doing and it's not all gonna be um, easy breezy, you know? Right, it's not easy, that's yeah. the whole, it's, it's so hard. And yeah. I think it's awesome that you're being so like vocal and showing us on social media yeah. how that's been going for you. Cause it, it helps, like it helps encourage other people to have difficult conversations. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, no, it's it's great too. I, it was so great just like hearing you because yeah, because after like going through something like very similar, like my dad like sent me like a gay for Trump and was like something to consider, you know. And it's just like it's oh, like consider. Yeah, the point of view that I I'm, I'm sure that like actually makes sense for me. And I'm like, okay, how about all the things that I've sent you, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was really great to just be able to hear someone who. Has, is going through very something very very similar I feel so yeah yeah and I think it's important as well for like as a as a black person who is in a black family um, it's important to know that we are having these conversations because it's it's so often just like you know lots of people don't talk about things but like if I want to be like, let's talk about trans rights and let's talk about like uh, transphobia, especially in the black community, because lots of black trans people are dying right now. And it's mm -hmm. actually a lot of times at the hands of like other black people. Mm -hmm. So we need to correct that hatred. We need to start at home with that. Like, mm -hmm. are we are we harboring harboring transphobic feelings? Like, are we let's talk about that. Let's get that out. Um, but like, we got to do that. Um, and it's not. Um, it's just like, if you're not going to talk about it, <laughs> then it's there. Right. Um, right. And my family, you know, my parents grew up in the South during the civil rights era. Like they marched, they got hosed um, when they were kids. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we, we went to these marches. We did these things. And I was like, I understand, but what are you doing now? Right. It's not, it's, if you told me that you, um, you bought a vegan, handbag a year ago instead of a leather one but today you're eating a steak then that it, those you're right. not continuing the work you you did the work but you're not continuing the yeah. work i'm and asking how you're continuing that the work's changing too it's there are new there are new attitudes and things to just to consider right. yeah now yes it's like it's hard to, over time yeah. yes um <laughs> and that it's and that I'm working on things in myself, things that mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that thing I said was not okay. Or like, I should have, like I had a student, a, a trans student and I was like, someone used the wrong pronouns for them. And I was like, oh shit, how do I, am I supposed to call this out? Do I need to, do I need to stop this person in this group and tell them that they messed something up? Do I individually message them? Do I, what do I do? And then I like panicked and I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I felt really guilty and I reached out to my student and was like, I'm so sorry. Um, next time I'll just do it. Like mm -hmm. next time I'll just do it because I know what that feels like as a black person when someone says something racist and then no one in the room acknowledges it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I guess that's how everyone feels. Um, yeah. 
But it's just like, I'm doing that work too. And I don't want me, me having a conversation with you about how we can be better. Isn't me saying you're not good. It's saying we all need to We're be all better. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Totally. Draining, especially when you're like, I'm the younger sibling and like, I'm the, I'm the artsy fartsy one in New York. Mm -hmm. Who's like been about social justice. Uh, so they're all just like, she's on something again. At first yeah. it was the vagina monologue, but now <laughs> it's this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to be the youngest and also to be the person who's like, okay, but we have to do better. We have to change. It's hard for it to come from the person that they're like, we don't want to listen to you. Yeah. You're, you're the baby of the fam. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but at some point, I'm not wearing diapers anymore. At right. some point, like the yeah. things that you um, you've seen me grow and change and develop. So at some point, you have to acknowledge that those things took shape in the form of an adult human. Yeah. Um, and you can't be like, but I remember when you rode a tricycle, and it's like, yeah, mom, I remember when you wore like matching sweatsuits that had like rhinestones on them. Oh, we, yeah. We've all <laughs> developed. Not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mom. Those are back though. She could do it again if They're she They're back. She got rid of them. Yeah, uh, you could which, that would have yeah. been a good thing to inherit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And they were, uh, we used to call it like her uniform. She uh -huh. had one in green and purple and red and like yes. another color. She's like a Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also just got a comment from <gasps> Level Three Teapot. Is this live? Level Three Teapot, you betcha. Live. We're reading Level yeah. Three. Woo. Level Three Teapot. Yeah, we're absolutely going off live right now. We are. <laughs> we are. Um, yeah, it's been hard. I've been. It's so hard to talk to family members about things that you know they're not necessarily going to take the way that you want them to and then just have to keep going back in there and being like we're gonna try again yeah even though it's so emotionally draining yeah hard. yeah i'm taking a little break from my brother and was yeah. like, i was like i'll be civil with you but i was like honestly i think it's best for us if we take a breather because i don't think this is going in a positive place oh, right no. now yeah um but uh and then i you know added him to the block list on my yes <laughs> um and well, it seems really harsh it's it's, it's hidden it's yeah hidden. yeah yeah it's not he's not blocked he's, <laughs> he's muted i've i've mm -hmm. hidden stories and i've also muted him so i don't have to like see someone that I think honestly it's like it, I, I said it to my parents I was like if my boyfriend spoke to me the way that my brother just spoke to me you would tell him to go fuck himself and dump him like you would say that you would be like how dare he say something like that to you he's being verbally abusive like mm -hmm. you would be like you don't get to disrespect her like this and then when I tell you that my brother said it you're like but he's your family it's like no don't yeah. You, you don't get to you don't get to raise someone to believe that they are of value and then tell them that they are only of value conditionally. Um, mm -hmm. That doesn't jive uh, with the things you taught me to have, and also like with just like logic in general. It's not that it's not that people have values, and then when it comes to family, that you actually don't have to value them. Mm -hmm. It's like no, you should you should know even more intimately how my brain works right? Mm -hmm. that you're and how, and that your words when they're hurtful are 
lastingly hurtful. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I, yeah. I'm setting up um, – in therapy, I talk about that a lot, about establishing boundaries with my family members too and like – and how to do that because it's really hard because it's like – it feels like you can be – like a sibling can – say something hurtful to you and like take things out on you because they know at the end of the day, you're still going to love them because you're their sibling. And that just doesn't mean like, that doesn't mean that you can still treat me that way though. You know, like, cause we're both people and it does hurt. Like yeah. it's, it mm -hmm. doesn't like go away just because also we're related. Yeah. And so it's so hard. That's a thing that I've been working on too, like personally. Um, wow, we got a question from Level Three Teapot <laughs> for relationship advice. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> Do we feel ready and want to take it? I feel like okay, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. We're gelling. We're here. Okay. Level three teapot. I find it hard to have a relationship with a girlfriend because every time we have sex, she needs to be high on marijuana. And the response and what should I do? What should I do? What should I do is the question. That's hard. I actually – I was hooking up with someone who that was true. If he would always have to smoke before we had sex. And he also would want me to smoke with him because he felt weird doing it alone. And I do not like – I don't like weed. It's not good for me. I get very paranoid. So at a certain point, I was like, I can't smoke with you if you want to smoke. Like – go off but yeah. ultimately that relationship did not work out because we fully had communication issues including that like mm -hmm. I understand what it feels like to be like oh you you don't want to be sober to engage with me intimately and that feels that doesn't feel great as the person who's like I'm sober I'm here mm -hmm. yeah yeah the um the idea that someone needs I, – I, and it's tricky because everyone's in a different place, but, like, I have understood for a while, like, my family's history with addiction, specifically with alcohol, um, and understood the idea of, like, what self-medicating looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, self-medicating and addiction are obviously different things, but, like, one thing can lead to another. Um, and for a while, I was, like, working in Chelsea Market at this god – awful job also Chelsea <laughs> markets just like Chelsea markets not the place you want to be just for long stretches of time um and in order to get myself through the work day I would like have to come to work stoned or like mm -hmm. get stoned on my lunch break and then at one point I like had a day where I was like too stoned and really really paranoid and I was like oh why do I need to be high to get through the day maybe I'm self-medicating because I'm sad or because mm -hmm. I don't want to face this as just myself. Because if I did, I would, I would have to admit to myself that I was like miserable or unhappy. Um, and if someone is like, you know, sex is a different thing than a, uh, work shift. Um, right. <laughs> <hopefully> <laughs> Not the same them. unless it is the same. Unless, unless it is the same. Job. Unless, unless it's the job. And that's also a good job. That's a great um, job. But yeah, if, if you've got the skills and you can do it, honey, work it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if that's – if you're just like, I got to self-medicate to get through this thing, um, that's like on that person, 
of like them dealing with like whatever level of like happiness and acceptance they have of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, it's, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's just very not about you when someone Mm -hmm. like has to be stoned um, to have sex, but also you can just communicate with them. You can just be like, exactly what you were saying, Jenny, to be like, I'm not going to do this with you. You can do it yourself if you need to do it. Um, And if they're like, oh, they don't want to do this with me and they feel uncomfortable or like annoyed that this, this substance needs to be present, then that's fine. You can like address that. And if they, if you're like, genuinely, it makes me uncomfortable and they won't accommodate, Mm -hmm. then that's another conversation. But you got to, you got to bring that up and be like, dude, yeah. what's up? What's up with this? I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I think level three teapot, it's it's hard, but you got to talk it out mm-hmm. with your girlfriend. Talk it out. You got to talk it out because we want you to be having fun, awesome sex that you love. That's what yeah. I want for both of yeah. you. Yeah. I want both of you to have that. And right yeah. now, that's just, that's not what's happening. So you have to talk about it. Yeah. Also, oh, so weed is yeah, weed is a, a helpful thing for like stress. So mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to be like, wow, that person's unhappy and like blah 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 blah. But um, because sometimes you're just I don't know. You don't know if that person's like dealing with trauma. Like you don't know mm-hmm. if that person is like has had um, an assault in the past, and like they get really stressed out and they need like a little bit of something to help ease that anxiety before mm-hmm. they get intimate so they can relax. Um, but like, that's a conversation you have to have. Cause I know, I know a lot of people who are like, no, because of my history with assault, like I feel really triggered in certain intimate settings. And if I have some like weed in my system, I calm down. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's just like open communication oh. is the best thing. <laughs> open communication is the best thing. <laughs> I just have to second that. I have to repeat it because it's so true. Um, So, Nadia, you have one last receipt, and I feel like we got to read that, baby. Yeah. This one is – it's swift, and it's just goofy. Um, I love it. So this is an old one. This is – okay, I used to do this stand-up bit where I was like, should I text them back? And that was the Mm -hmm. game as I would read texts. And then I would tell people, hey, should I text them back? And the audience the audience gets to sound off, which mm-hmm. they love to do. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have this text series. Ugh, I hate when my iCloud's like, I'm full. I'm yeah. full. I, I ate too much. I don't know what to do. I got to take a nap and I can't show you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, just a, just a dumb, dumb um, – Anyways, stupid. This dude, don't know this dude at all. Uh, This was always my closer. And I just like, I revisited it because I thought it was a really funny receipt to have. Um, This guy's name is Dan. I won't say his last name. Who knows? We like have mutual friends. So I engaged with him longer than I would have if we didn't have mutual friends. Because I was like, oh, he knows people I care about. Mm -hmm. Um. In 2017, June 20th, yeah. I got a, hey, how are you? I didn't respond. That was at 2.57 a.m. Mm-hmm. June 26th, uh, almost a week later, 2017, 4.16 p.m., hey, how are you? And then two prayer hand emojis. Um, <laughs> I, respond, 
I know. I responded that afternoon. I said, hi there. And then he said, what's up, smiley face? And then I ignored. Um, Wait, I have a question. Sorry. Yeah. How quickly did he respond to your response? Oh, immediately. Immediately. Oh. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I waiting. Thought, okay, got it, got it. Their hands yeah. waiting. Please yeah, there's, respond. There's not, even, um, there's not even a different timestamp for his response. Yes. That's how yeah. they, they don't offer seconds on the timestamps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, a series on July 24th at 4.45 a.m. Hey, hey, you up? Busy? Two more prayer hand emojis. You up? Nadia, lol. And then he tried to Facebook Messenger audio call me. No. And then I didn't answer and he said, sorry, that was an accident. Nope. And then <laughs> I responded, this is all at like, five in the morning. Oh no. Um, at this point. And I said, dude, what? Um, and he said, sorry, do you model? And I said, only for my own brand. Um, <laughs> and he said, I got asked to model for a photo shoot, but I'm nervous AF. Could I ask you for advice? <laughs> and I said, not at 5am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I woke up honestly to pee and I can talk to you later. Um, promptly at 7 a.m. two hours later he said morning prayer hand. I love okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just keeps going he starts asking me about shit and I was just like dude I think I'm good I don't want to be a part of this conversation. He keeps going hey hey how are you Nadia you up Nadia you up and then um, Nadia are you busy? you good and then you well <laughs> he got he got nervous about the grammar and was like oh, yeah. if i say you good she's gonna think i don't know how adjectives work so right right say you well. he thought maybe like looking up synonyms would impress you yes, yes. Ooh, yeah. I, <laughs> I if he if he had a thesaurus like in a photo, if someone had a thesaurus in their profile photo for something, I would I would be impressed by oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But not, but not good to well. That's not. If he, he, if he models with the thesaurus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did he spell you with a U or Y? Just a U. Okay. Yeah, just a so U. I don't think you good. Just a U to U well. Just a U is enough of a change. No. <laughs> and then after that, he said, uh, "Nadia, you know how to braid hair." <laughs> I was like, dude, what the oh hell? <laughs> Why? Why? And that's uh, at this point, we've reached 2018, um, uh, February 2018, 5 39 a.m. Nadia, you up? Sorry about my weirdness before. Uh, at 5 30 again, though? Sorry about my weirdness for the. For 2017, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to bring that back up again um, <laughs> and apologize about it. Hey, did you respond to that? Nope. No. No. no just accepted count. the apology without telling him you accepted. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry for my whole year. That's yeah. so <laughs> Wow. Yeah, classic uh, Ruben Studdard, sorry for 2004. Remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's the 2017 version. <laughs> remake. Maybe it is Ruben. What is it's the Ruben? I, I would love. Uh, <laughs> and you would tell him about braiding hair if it was Ruben. Yeah, I'll be like, 
Ruben's like bald, uh, but I'd be like, yeah, dude, at least like a black person is asking me about hair braiding. Like a non-black dude was like, yo, you braid hair at five in the morning. What do you think the motivation Why? behind asking if you braid hair was? Um, I want to say it was racially motivated. Yes. Um, and also he thought like, you know what she would love to talk about? Braiding She's hair. black braiding. I don't know anything else about her, but I know that she likes braiding hair um because she's of that she's of the look mm. well answer the question once and for all do you braid hair Not no I don't, I don't braid hair these are twists that i did the other day um i don't braid hair i'm not good at it um one time i was nannying these girls these like two sweet young black girls one of them was sweet one of them bullied me okay um, one devil, one angel. Yeah, literally my second day nannying the girls. I was wearing the same. It was the summertime. I was wearing loafers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was. She goes, are those the only shoes you own? Um. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> what? Uh, and then I, I went home and cried and bought new shoes because this kid <laughs> was bullying me. Oh, <laughs> like, no. went, went to pay less ashamed. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my like, goodness. She Regina George do. She did. She absolutely did. And that girl's mom was like, oh, my God, do you know how to braid hair? Like, she, you know, she was a black woman. I'm a black woman. And I was like, no, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I know how to make a braid. But she that's not what she means. She mm-hmm. means, can you do cool braids on my child's head yeah. that don't that don't look like trash? And I'm mm-hmm. not. I can't say yes to that. No. Maybe some trash being, ones. It depends <laughs> what. <laughs> the second question being, do you know how to buy shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know how to do that? Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's get a pay less. Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally, I saw a picture, um, like my memories the other day, a picture of, of me from 2014. And um, it was a full body shot. And mm-hmm. I saw my shoes. And it's the same. It's not, it is the same shoe, not the same pair of shoes. Okay. I just keep on returning to that shoe. And it Ooh. did not make me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you like, Andrew? I, it's but just, yeah, yeah. That does remind yeah. me of my dad who's been wearing Merrells since I was born. Describe the Merrells. Uh, a light gray tan, a light gray tan, mm-hmm. a slip on shoe. Uh, <laughs> easy on the feet. He's been wearing the same type of shoes for almost thirty years. Nice. So, I mean, like <laughs> have you have you seen the Merrells that are like dupes for Yeezys? No, but that's not cool. There's these like they how oh, they just like everyone's all up about a Yeezy, but these ones look weird. They like they look like um shoes that you would wear to go into like a river like if your family went to a river for mm-hmm. um for like a cookout <laughs> if they went to a river instead of like a park and then uh you had to wear river shoes because it was full of mud um, oh yeah <laughs> but then they're also like they kind of look like if my foot was just one big toe oh very <laughs> <laughs> sexy yeah, yeah. Yeah, really sexy too. A single toe for a full foot. <laughs> yes. And they're like the new hot Merrells. Um, and uh, a friend of mine who like, he works at uh, Oliver Peoples. That's the mm-hmm. eyeglass the place. Glasses. 
he used to. Um, he was like, these are the hottest effing shoes. I'm going to buy these. And I was like, am I just dumb? Like, do I not know it's cool? Uh, I think these look like a toe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, you know, that's Nadia, his truth. This episode has been truly unbelievable. A full <laughs> delight. A full delight. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me. Truly, it's such a treat to have a reason to put on a face of freckles yes. um, <laughs> along my house. Uh, and I was just going to hang photos and like rearrange them endlessly on the wall um, if I didn't do this today. So I'm really very pleased. Uh, yeah. this, this has been so fun and therapeutic. Yay. And I think we talked about good things. We did. I think everyone is going to learn and reflect a lot in this app. So I'm really happy about that. So Nadia, everyone should follow you. Where and how do they do that? Yes. Okay, cool. So uh, if you want to follow me as a person who's funny, uh, my Instagram is at Nadia Pinder. Uh, It's just my name, no space at that um if you want to follow me on twitter i'm not very good at twitter um and i can't promise you you'll see anything uh great there but occasionally i do occasionally i post something that gets 30 30 plus likes you know mm-hmm. but it's usually less okay. um that's that's twitter at miss m-i-s-s nadia pinder yes and then if you want to follow my tie-dye that instagram is at Die died like bedsty. S T U Y D Y E D. You can go to the website stydied.com. There's lots of fun photos of good friends of mine, like in their underwear. You know. Um, so thank you so much, Nadia. This has been such a fun app. Thank you to everyone who watched us live on Twitch, especially Level Three Teapot. And yes. And um, thank you so much for listening. This was Receipts.